Peter. What's up, Drew? Hey. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Welcome to How College Works. Uh, today, we wanted to talk about degrees, like pieces of paper that tell me that I've done things, <laughs> because there are a ton of them out there. Yeah, are we talking about Celsius or Fahrenheit today? Kelvin only for me, please. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, burn. Okay. Uh. So... First, I guess, talk about like general classifications of degrees. And in my mind, at least, they've, they've split into kind of four levels. In the order of increasing amount of time and effort required, there's associates, then there's bachelor degrees, and then master's degrees, and then doctorates. Hmm. <laughs> you know, and we're going to have to go into each one of them, but it sounds like we'll really, if, you know, we need a, I need a visual to draw this out because each one of those is kind of split into different sections among itself yeah absolutely so the way i understand it is that an associate's degree tends to be a two-year degree while while your bachelor's degrees are generally intended to be a four-year degree so we think about the level of work that's required for a a bachelor's degree a bachelor's in physics or music or english that's roughly twice the amount of work that's required for an associate's degree. I sort of think of it as most associate's degrees are sort of mostly those core requirements the first two years that you would do in a bachelor's program are very similar to what an associate's degree would give you. In mm. fact, like if you transfer, I have an associate's degree. Oh, really? Yeah, yes, I do. Went to a community college mm. and then I transferred in um, to a regional university and they counted my associate's degree as all of my core requirements as I started right in with my English major for my bachelor level stuff. Huh. I do not have an associate's. Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> so when we as advisors are talking about uh, advising students, we think in terms of college core and major requirements. And so the associate's fits, <clears throat> fits primarily in those college cores. Although there may be sort of different requirements there. So you might have an associates in business or an associates in arts or an associates in science, and those are going to have different focuses to them, that your science is going to have more science classes. I assume your business is going to have more business classes, and your arts is going to have more humanities and liberal arts kind of types of classes. Whereas your bachelor's courses or, or degree, those are primarily meant to prepare you for work in a particular field. Mm -hmm. I think that's the way I think about that. Does that sort of fit with your kind of understanding? The four years of a sort of a bachelor's in physics is meant to prepare me to go out and then <clears throat> do something in physics, whether that's go to an entry-level job in industry doing physics-y things or to go to grad school and get an advanced degree. That's my understanding. <laughs> um, we were just talking about this in class the other day with my students. Um, we were mostly talking about liberal arts education, but they were saying, well, yeah, nationwide you kind of expect if you have a degree in biology that you've done very similar coursework and so you have a pretty even background in terms of like biology, but that's a pretty general degree. Mm -hmm. Like, so you're just like, oh, well, I have a degree in biology, but there, that you go up a level if you want to start specializing. So that's sort of the foundational knowledge for that field. So associates are foundational knowledge for college students to move into field foundational knowledge in their bachelor's degrees, I guess, is kind of how I was 
We were talking I, about I, it. I hadn't thought about that way. I like I like that. That my makes students sense to me. said it, so <laughs> they're smart. I, think, I mean, there's going to be somebody who's way more expert on the difference, you know, associates and bachelors and whatever. I think we can talk generally, but like, isn't an associate's degree also some of those like career certifications? You can get an AA and be ready to go in, you know, personal finance or the, mm-hmm. yeah. some of those little kind of entrance fields where you don't necessarily need a business degree, but maybe you want um, an AA and and take some courses in how to run the books. Right, and, right. And that kind of thing. Yeah, I think there, I mean, I remember, uh, I don't know how much things get advertised anymore, but I remember seeing, you know, commercials for, you know, come at, to our school, you can get your associates in business and accounting yeah. and administration and yeah. whatever, whatever. Right, yeah, and so it's it's not a certificate program. It's not like you're certified in this particular skill set or not, but it's it's closer to that in that it, it's, it's providing you with these a particular skill set. You're right, and the basic idea is it's a it's a two year program. They all are intended to be two year programs, even if the number of units full time would be two years. Mm-hmm. And so that, I don't think that's any different. And and you're you're right to say it's very broad. You yeah, know, it's got a picked topic, but it's very broad. And as you go down the the field, you get what by the time you get down to master's and doctorate or up depending on how you look at the ladder <laughs> it might be down <laughs> more units on a smaller subject yes yeah it's more yeah absolutely absolutely uh, i wanted before we go into talking about masters in bachelors there's often offered a bachelors of arts and a bachelors of science that those are bachelor degrees but with different kinds of focus on them. I like it. So you've probably heard BA and BS. Like I have right. a BA in English and you have a BS <laughs> in chemistry. <laughs> yeah, I have a BS in physics. Whatever it is, I don't care. <laughs> Science. I don't know if there's such a thing as a BS in English. It... No, but uh, not usually. But I'll tell you one of uh, the programs that tends to kind of split, I've seen it BA and BS in different schools and that's education. So sometimes you have a BA in education with an emphasis in English, but I've also seen BS in, of education. Interesting. Yeah. So in, in, in physics, in, in my, uh, at my alma mater, uh, shout out to Case Western Reserve University. Go crew. Um, not that anyone of my friends while we were there cared. <laughs> uh, we still love the school, though. But I got a BS in physics. It was possible to get a BA in physics. Really? Yeah. Uh, and I don't think this is uncommon in sciences that you can often get a BA, a Bachelor in Arts, in a science field. And I think those, are, those degrees are usually meant to, yes, give you this sort of foundational broad knowledge in the field, but actually be not quite as broad. So mm-hmm. that if somebody, so, so if somebody wanted to go into sort of entrepreneurship or engineering or like physics and and biology say they could get a BA in physics and that would have slightly lower degree requirements like they wouldn't require this second advanced lab and maybe eight credits less in you know other courses and so it would leave them a little bit more flexibility and electives to fill oh. out sort of these interests that are not really focus narrowly on, okay. you know, the, the depth in physics. That was the difference um, at, at my 
University uh, go Broncos in the Cotton Bowl, by the way, this year. Anyway, um, with a Bachelor of Arts and a Bachelor of Science, the difference was the number of units, the number of credits in the program. Like you could, uh, truly the only difference was the number. And may, I, I, maybe I misinterpreted and there's more to it than that, but in, in basic sense, like a Bachelor of Arts was X number of units in the certain categories. Yeah. And a yeah. Bachelor of Science was more credits in those certain categories or focused better or something like that. Yeah, the way those are det- are determined is what the requirements are is, is department by department. And so uh-huh. I, I think... So that's important to know. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're in yeah. charge of our own stuff. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, we need to justify to somebody eventually. Oh, like for us, for us, the Higher Learning Commission, the HLC, has to basically be like, you're not crazy. Yes, you can do right. that. I mean, and mostly it's, it's, I mean, there is assessment in terms of things at the college level, but, you know, there is some oversight in terms of, you know, my Bachelor's of Arts is one credit less than my Bachelor's of Science. Well, maybe that's not right. Maybe yeah. something else needs to be going on there. Does your university have um, kind of an overarching idea, like not necessarily regulation, but like, I don't know, because my, my music degree had the most number of credits that were allowed at our university in a major. That sounds right. I hear music is pretty awful for that. Yeah. It's terrible, but I mean, like they had to, like I had to take a four credit class and I was given three credits of, of credit because they mm-hmm. were, they were putting four credits of information and calling the three credit class so we paid less that was nice but that's how they were able to pack all all the credits into the 135 thing it was it was the exact cutoff of the so there is at our school there is a requirement for 120 credit hours to graduate with a bachelor's like that's the minimum that's 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 the minimum it is generally like, that's what it should be, mm. right? If they go a little over, that's not crazy. They cut uh, it off, though. Ours was cut off at 135, and, and they had the fudge to, to get it under. I had, I had a zero-credit class every year. Yeah, I, we, we're not at that point. We, well, so um, that, but that's requirements for your degree. So they couldn't require you to take more than 135 credits, but you could take more than 135 if, like, you switched your major or if you wanted to dabble in a couple of minors. That's, that's, that was the cutoff. The university said to the School of Music, like, you know, and to everybody, after you have 140, you have to leave with a degree and get out. Like, stop coming. Yeah. Something like, you know what I mean? Like, if you have to finish your degree. If you've got 150 credits, you need to go. Yeah, or your new bachelor's or something. It, yeah, it was I, we, some, you can't take undergraduate courses forever. Yes, you can. <laughs> Different climate economically. <laughs> I mean, that was a state school. We're getting state money. We don't want people, and you know, I, I don't know what the what the reason behind it was, but I'm guessing it's like some state requirement for funding. Like, we don't want people here for you had seven years to finish for a yeah. bachelor's. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> I hope you're done by then. So, I mean, so we don't we don't have a top cap to it, though there is. There's not been a discussion among the faculty about what a bachelor's of arts versus a bachelor's of science means, partly because we don't want to get in each other's business. You know, in the science division here, math and science, we had a discussion about what does a bachelor of arts in a, in a science degree mean versus what does a bachelor's of science mean. And Is so, the, sorry to interrupt, but no, not no. sorry. Is it the college you graduate from? I mean, a, a, a bachelor of music graduated from the... 
College of Fine Arts and a Bachelor of Arts in Music, which is what I have, mm-hmm. graduated from the College of Arts and Letters. For, and does a I Bachelor mean, of Science graduate somewhere else? I'm, I mean, for our, for our school is small enough that we don't have different, we have different divisions, but we don't have different colleges. colleges. We're all basically, we're all one faculty. So when we have a faculty meeting, the entire faculty meets, all divisions meet, everybody goes. And we fit in one room. But that's fun. <laughs> oh, it's really productive. I, it's more productive than you probably realize. It probably is. But for us in science, we have on some general guidelines about for program, a major is requiring sort of these kinds of things, then we think that's probably a, a BS degree versus if it's doing so a little less than that or looking more like, you know, these criteria over here, then that's more like a BA. And it's, nego- and it's negotiable. Whenever somebody's proposing a degree, we have to determine whether it's going to be a BA or a BS. And that's usually done, though, through research. Like, you benchmark other programs, and so you're not just making these right. degrees up as you go. You're basing them on already established programs that have been approved. I mean... We hope. Exactly. Yeah. But those are also different in, say, psychology than they are in physics. Yeah. And so our college has no thing to say a BA versus a BS. So the psych department could say, we're offering a BS in psych. And this, is a, and this other degree is going to be a BA in psych. Are you guys doing a BA and a BS? No, I mean, there has been some talk about proposing a, a, a BA. We have, right now, I think we have, are offering the only BS on campus, okay. I think, or maybe I'm wrong, but there's been sort of discussion about that or discussion of different proposals that mm-hmm. might come through the division. It's like, okay, well, is, should this be a BS or a BA? Like, what, what sort of role does this fit into? Interesting. And so that really sort of covers up our... Uh, our BS discussion. Our yeah, BS discussion. I think of the associates and bachelors as standard degrees, I guess. And then masters and doctorates are advanced degrees. Oh, okay. Is the way I think about it. Like it sort of splits into into two. It's like, and what confused me, like at first before I knew this, was I like, oh, I'm in graduate school, but that could be for a master's or a PhD. So yeah. you're a graduate student, and I'm, no matter which level you are, master's or doctorate. That's correct. Uh, so I was like, well, why? But covered by the graduate college. When I when I got my master's, I'm. Graduating from the graduate college, yeah, exactly. and so did PhD students and and what have you. So it, again, so like at my at Western Michigan, the the tassel for your bachelor's color was if what college you were graduating from, or the master's hood has a different color depending. Mm-hmm. So the graduate college had a green stripe or something from Sac State and go Hornets, I guess, and then. Um, <laughs> The inside was education is yellow or something. I, I can't remember what it was. You know, yes. those colors. Something. And yeah. they're attached to the college just like my degree is. Right. That's right. Education the, should be college. universally light blue. It's, it's determined That's by right. the school. But, I mean, but when you go to order it, the, the standard says that this is typically what it is. Yes, but if I order my stuff from UW-Madison for when we walk during ceremonial stuff, my colors don't match what a science degree should be. Yeah. No, you're right. It's light blue. They need to stop. And then you need to get with the program. There is a list. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell what pe- what degrees people have whenever we're lining up for like these things if I, they don't stick to the, the color code. 
you just go Nothing. ask them. You know them by name. <laughs> Sorry, my, go ahead. My advisor professor has a PhD from McGill, and he was wearing a full-on, like, you know, his the regalia stuff, red and oh, yeah. McGill colors, I guess, with a little tam and everything. Yeah, it's good it stuff. Sweet. Love the tam. I don't have a tam. I don't either. Okay, we'll talk about tams in a okay. second. <laughs> once, once Drew is gone, and we can geek out on tams. <laughs> So you have a master's, Drew. And That's so, right. And so my, under, my understanding is that ma, uh, advanced degrees, master's and doctorates, those usually are built on top of a bachelor's degree. Well, yeah, those are required. You usually can't get into a program without a bachelor's degree. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, so like my master's is master's of arts in education. And I guess, I don't know, I say a focus on curriculum and instruction. It's not like a master's in curriculum and instruction. It's a mm-hmm. master's in and I, you know, I don't know. Different schools say, "Oh, you got a master's in education," but I don't. I have a master's in arts, right? In education, <laughs> master's of arts or whatever. Those so are again, abbreviated that, differently on people's signature lines. Like you would put an MA, but someone who had a master's in education would do an M. Ed. Yes. Yes, like that. And I would also not add my master's degree on my <laughs> signature line because that seems pretentious. But that's a different discussion. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, and. and it was required that you have a bachelor's degree, basically in anything, and then I had to fill up units based on, like, my music bachelor's had missing credits that they wanted, so I had to take some extra math classes, for mm-hmm. example. And I got to kind of pick what I what I wanted to focus on, and then courses out of the selection box, kind of based on curriculum instruction, here's my choices in math and my choices in pedagogy and whatever. Right, I mean... It's like a major, right? It, it, there's you need to have a certain amount of of knowledge right. of coursework in different sort of areas. Right. All that upper division courses, which means it costs more, but it means it's really focused. So I took a course called ethnomathematics, hmm. where we, you know, it was graduate level math, but we talked about how they do and display math in Brazil and in Russia and whatever and. Hmm. Long division in Russia is really fun, but that's a different topic. Oh. <laughs> I to take your word for it. I'm going to do a YouTube thing on that because that sounds really interesting. Interesting. Yeah, really focused, tight topics. I mean. Yeah, yeah. So you know, when, I went, when I was in graduate school, uh, the class names would have sounded the same as what some of the, my undergraduate courses like quantum mechanics. But there was one which was, oh, what was it? Neutrino astrophysics. Hmm. It's like, you know, narrow, narrow topics. And and deep and just so deep. Like you spend, you know, the habits that you're supposed to be developing in college where you're like, start the homework the day it's assigned or the day you turned in the last homework and spend like, you know, some hours working on it. Like I had a group of us that were like six of us working on homework 18 hours a week to work on electrodynamics. That was gross. Tough. I gotta say this. My before I go, I gotta step out. But my my master's program took me two and a half years. I think that was kind of the uh, expected because I was doing kind of weekend classes and, and nighttime Thursday, uh, Tuesday Thursday classes and whatever while I taught. That was hard work. Masters, you know, grad school is hard work. I actually worked harder at a bachelor's in music. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, the bachelor's in music is my impression is that that is a tough degree. It was hard work. The last semester, um, I spent the entire summer writing my thesis uh, in, in grad school. But, you know, my, my music major 
hats off to those guys. <laughs> <laughs> hats off to you, Drew. <laughs> uh, well, that's why we did a podcast, so I could brag about myself, right? <laughs> I'm really glad you went through all that torture to use your degree. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> Don't point it out. I'm playing, I'm playing the national anthem at a baseball game for my high school, so this is this is paying out. Oh, nice. good. Nice. Yay. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> anyway, carry on. All right. Thanks, Drew. Bye. Bye. <laughs> don't, don't poke fun at the music majors. Well, he majored in music. He did, he did. He was going to major in music ed, but then dialed it back. Oh, I would have That's a harder degree. Is it? Well, actually, that makes sense, because yeah. you still do all the music stuff. And you got to do all the stuff. ed stuff, yeah. So, I have a master's. Yay. Yes. I have a master's of arts. So do I. Yes. But your master's of arts is more meaningful, because you are in a sort of a liberal arts field. field. Yes. Whereas since I'm in a science field, almost by definition, <laughs> then at UW-Madison, where I got my PhD and my master's, you have basically two options for master's, yeah, master's of arts or master's of science. The master's of arts really means that I've completed the core classwork for a PhD. There's a certain number, a certain relatively small number, but a certain number of courses which you have to take. So the master's was designed to filter into the PhD? I didn't even have to take it. What I did is after I finished my core work, I sent in a sheet of paper and said, I finished my classes, can I have my master's now? And then they mailed me a master's. You're like, sweet. Yeah. Many people don't. It's not required. So I didn't have to do that. I was all like, all I gotta do is fill out some paperwork and get a master's. So technically you could have done your degree, your six-year degree, your PhD, without having a master's. Correct. See, that's as far My as My master's I know. is ancillary. See, I might be wrong, and I don't want to be like, oh, I know everything, but my understanding is that you cannot do that, in, at least in English. Like, you ha like, the prereq to apply for a doctoral program in English and maybe, like, the liberal arts in general is mm. a master's degree, just like a bachelor's is the prereq for a master's. So my wife, Katie has her PhD in English from UW-Madison. Does she have a master's? She, the first year of the PhD program is the master's year. Mm -hmm. During that year, oh my lord, that Well, that's was... accelerated though because they're essentially cramming two or two and a half years into one, one year. Yeah, yeah. So they do two semesters of courses and then basically they all spend the entire summer studying their butts off for various works of literature and such and then have to take the master's exam to move forward. I think that's still the case. That's, I think, that's a common setup where you kind of, where you get like an accelerated master's that filters you into the PhD, but you have to have the master's, as far as I know. If you don't pass the master's exam, you can't get in. You can't continue. Yeah. You've already, you're already in the program, but oh. you cannot continue through the program. So, but then you're out of the program. Yeah, basically. If you, okay. if you, if you consistently fail the master's exam, then you are consistently you get more than one try. I think you might actually I don't know. Just curious. I don't know. I think things were changing after her year. The cohorts after her were by the way, listeners, in graduate school it's not class, it's cohort because there's not a set number of years. Yeah. So for so like me and my cohort, actually my cohort and I. But that's fine. <laughs> so you move through as as you move through and I think this is kind of this is 
less true for the for a master's degree. Usually, I think a master's degree often is more structured. It's meant to be moved through at a certain pace. Yeah. Although, you know, if you have a program which is meant for people who like have a job and a life, then it's much more flexible. It's really just about you need these classes, and there's no kind of time frame necessarily associated with it. But a master's means to me that you are knowledgeable in the field, in that you you have a deep knowledge of one field or one sub-area of a field. Whereas if we now move on to the PhD or doctorate, because it's not always a, a PhD, there are, yeah. there are other do types of doctorates, like an MD and a JD and an EDD. Oh, you don't call it EDD? I suppose I could call it an EDD. That's I've always I, heard I, it. Yeah, an EDD. Doctorate which, of Education. Right. So it's a Doctorate of Education, a Juris Doctorate, which is a lawyer. Sweet. And uh, MD, which is a medical doctor. Ooh. <laughs> uh, whereas we have doctorates of philosophy. Yes. Of physics or of English. English. So technically, we have this. We have the same degree with different emphases. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, we both just have PhDs, PhDs. in different fields. Yeah. The PhD is different. The PhD means that I have done work in my field and I have added to the sum knowledge or understanding of the field. So yeah. it's not that I took a ton of classes in physics. I have done something and I have furthered humanity's understanding of something about physics. Also known as original research. Also known as original research. Because like what you just said, it was like, kind of, whoa, further people's understanding. Heavy. It's like it's, it's what makes me sound most impressive. Oh, okay. Well, I'm <laughs> glad we have your goal. <laughs> so, a master's means that you are knowledgeable, but you study what other people have produced. You're not expected necessarily to. Some masters. Some masters. Do. Yes. Yes. But for the most part, you're not expected to have original research at that point. You're still entering the the field or the discourse community as someone who's knowledgeable, but not someone who's yet ready to do original stuff. Right, or someone who has done your stuff. So it, at UW-Madison, you could get an MS, you could get a Master's in Science and Physics. That requires writing a thesis. So you've done something, but, it's, okay. but that thesis is not as rigorous. Did you not write a thesis for your MA? No. What? I'm I told you, I filled out the piece of paper oh, and I took right. the classes. I'm feeling very cheated over here. Also, for the record, it's my understanding, based on people, like what I've talked to with other people, is that the humanities and like like liberal arts in general tends to have like longer elongated pro like I mean the, the programs are longer the coursework is elongated mm -hmm. than um, like the sciences. Type generally yes. Which, boo. <laughs> so I mean the catch though for the masters of, of science in physics where I did my graduate work was that was a terminal degree. Mm. In this case, that means that you are now out of. You're out of degrees to get. Well, not you're out of degrees to get. Yeah. You now graduate from the graduate school. You leave the department. That is not my understanding of terminal degree because an MFA is a terminal degree. Right, so a terminal degree normally means... That means you're at the top of your field. Yes. In, it, 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 I mean this only in that you are not allowed to stay in the program to continue to a PhD if you get a Master's of Science in physics. Oh, because that's a terminal degree. It's it's terminating your time in the graduate school. Oh, so and if you want a PhD, if you want also want a PhD from UW Madison in physics, you have to reapply. 
Oh, but that doesn't mean you can't go on. It just means you have to reapply. Right. So it's not like you're out. Yeah, so... God, you made it sound so like, you're done. <laughs> but it's a whole... It's a, that's a high bar, though. Yeah, because you... Cause Anyone who's been through grad school and is all like, I want to do this again... Yeah, no. ...is super rare. But, but still, MFAs, like Masters of Fine Arts, which is uh, like a lot of creative writers get that degree. Mm-hmm. Although you can get an MA with an emphasis in English and creative writing. And there are PhDs in creative writing. Yeah. I mean, they're not as common. They're becoming more common. But right. MFAs are considered terminal degrees. But there's nothing that says you can't get an MFA and also get a PhD. In fact, my writing colleague has an MFA and has a PhD. Oh, fantastic. Yes. So, She's for not our listeners... Barred. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, not that... Yeah, it's not... It, you're just... In the way we talked about it while we were in grad school, it was like meaning you have you're you're then sort of booted out of the program and then have to come back into the program okay. if you want to go farther. Whereas when colleges and universities talk about X percent of our faculty have terminal degrees, yes, what that means is what you're describing is that this is the highest level of degree in the field. And what that is is different for different fields. Yeah. So really, an MFA is considered a terminal degree for uh, for creative writers for sure. Like that is that's standard. That's not like oh, you just have an MFA. It's no. like no, no you, you have, have an, an MFA. MFA. Show even, respect. Even if there are programs out there where they can get PhDs, MFAs are still considered. Right. As far as you can go. Or as far writing. as as far as is sort of reasonable. It's, right. It's like if that standard is changing, then it's changing, but it takes a while for a long time. A long time for that to sort of take effect. Yeah. So you do want faculty who have terminal degrees because it means that they are maximally sort of educated and knowledgeable. They've educated themselves into a corner, meaning they're only qualified, or they're qualified for only a tiny sliver of jobs. Yes. I mean, it is probably true that McDonald's is probably not going to want to hire me. I think they, I mean, they'll probably say we're overqualified and they probably think we're horribly bossy. Okay, so associates typically two years. Bachelors, if you're doing straight bachelors without an associates, typically four. Typically although four. that's, I think, depending on how many credits. Right. And yeah. So, yeah, Did Drew do his 135 credits in four years? That seemed, I no, think, no, I think he said earlier, and I might be wrong, I can't remember, that it took him that he went for more. I think maybe an extra semester. I might be wrong. I think he did an extra semester, but I think he might have taken... A semester off in the middle? Slacker. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah. I mean, I, I graduated and uh, that summer, so Drew was like, man, he looks stressed. <laughs> you know, and he was telling you kind of stuff you have to do in the hours you had to pull. It was like, my, my degree required 72 credits out of the 120 to graduate. So the, the physics degree was demanding, but yeah. I didn't have to do nearly the kind of stuff that he Jeez. had to do. So for your bachelor's degree, did you have to do any sort of, like, so uh, doctorate degrees um, or doctorates typically have, like, well, typically, almost always have a dissertation and master's, but you call yours a different name. Master's degrees usually have, like, a thesis. I mean, mine did. Uh, did your ba- I mean, I did a capstone for my bachelor's. Like that was sort of the culmination. Yeah. Like the and it, again, not original research, but it was supposed to be something that was an indicator of my body of knowledge. You know, like mm-hmm. it showcased the skills and all the things I've learned. And, How awesome you are! Yeah, yeah. 
I did a I did a senior thesis for my bachelor degree. Mm-hmm. I forget if that was required or not. I had been doing I've been working in a lab for one of the professors in the department, and so it was a natural thing to then take the work I was kind of doing there and actually try to do something. It was kind of new. Um, was never no one was ever going to use it. Is kind of what it boiled down to is like here's this thing that we we could I could do to make this detector that was kind of faulty, less faulty and more usable. Mm-hmm. But so you got, because you're working in a lab, it's probably like a lab assistant or a research assistant or something, then you yeah. got access to original yeah. type work. Yeah, yeah, but I, but I don't think a senior thesis is necessarily... It's not meant to be that. Not, not, meant, to be, not meant to be groundbreaking, because you're an undergraduate. You're supposed to be gaining knowledge of the field, and the expectation is not that you, just because you're an undergraduate, are going to be out there like pushing the boundaries, the frontiers of science. and. I've, I've run into this sort of with some of my students, you know, and now right up, you know, the lab for us to do is like, because we do not have a rocket test range, <laughs> we can't do some of these things, but we will study momentum and these other things. So like, well, well, I might even hear. I, like, I don't think you understand. You're not here to study rocket test ranges. I mean, down. that is maybe not even master, but PhD level right. work where you don't have all the tools yet. Like... If it's like me and you think of it in terms of like the apprentice model mm-hmm. and of like carpentry, you're not ready to head out and like make your own cabinets yet. You're just learning how to use a plane. <laughs> you know, that's, that's where you're at in, in undergrad. You're learning how to use the tools. Yeah. So um, do you remember how, I'm just curious because I had students asking me just this week about the length of work, you know, like, so how long was your dissertation? How long was your master, your master's thesis? How long was your capstone? So do you remember, like, page lengthwise, just the ballpark, what your capstone project was or your undergraduate thesis? So that's another thing, no, like, we use capstone here, and we use capstone at my undergraduate institution, but I have also heard yeah, of senior, senior thesis. thesis. They're the same. They're basically the same yeah. thing. They describe, like, this work that you do at the end to sort of try to show how much you've learned and know. I don't remember. It wasn't it wasn't too long. Yeah. It was like 10 pages or something. Um, well, that was a little different. So I did like a, a semester-long internship in the Writing Center <laughs> <laughs> where I had to like keep logs and do tutoring and those kinds of things. So again, it wasn't, I wasn't trying to like, you know, blow down the doors of yeah. Writing Center research. I was just trying to figure out what writing centers were all about. So that was sort of my introduction to the mm-hmm. writing center. And I think I ended up with like a 30-page sort of packet yeah. kind of thing where I had to write about my experience, but I also had like journals and tutoring notes and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, And then our, our English majors here, they do have to write um, a 20-ish page Original, I mean, original because they're doing literary analyses, right? right? So, so they have to do their own analysis. They do. They can't just review other people's yeah. analysis. But it's not expected that they're going to be all... No, um, they're not. Again, they're not, they don't have to be like, wow, no one's ever thought of this. Step off, Noam Chomsky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's those. And I've heard of some other capstone projects that are longer. Um, yeah. But, but as you go farther, those those get longer and longer. So, yeah. So, so my PhD thesis... Which... It's weird because I mine was a master's thesis and a dissertation at the PhD level. Well, I know. But I mean, it it's, just throws it's me a off. dissertation. It's a thesis. They're basically, we use we use them interchangeably. You do. I do. Yes. <laughs> that it's it was about two hundred pages. Is that all? 
Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I understand, I understand. A lot of the work that goes in to, I mean, so there's, there's time and then there's, like, length of product. Right. And so the time spent is, may actually generally be shorter. Average to get out in, in physics, and this is average of many, many subfields of physics, is about six. Six years? Six years. But that's... Including the master's, essentially? I mean, generally the master's is a side thing that you don't care about. Right. Most, so, most physicists, I think, graduate with a PhD and no master's. But they don't need the master's. Yeah, they don't need the master's. Okay, but... From matriculation to graduation, yeah. six years. On average, some people can be shorter, some people can be longer. So, how many of those years are coursework and how many are two years of coursework two years and of coursework. four years of research working on your thesis? Dissertation, whatever yeah. you want to say. I'm a dissertator, dissertating my dissertation. That's exactly what's going on. Exactly. Yeah, so it's it's four years primarily on, on that research. And so it's uh. so instead of, I mean, the document may not show all of those years necessarily, but there's years spent on designing the experiment yeah, and getting yeah. the stuff to work. And so whereas the time spent on in a literary field like you're spent writing and revising and getting your prospectus through well, and all this stuff except for i didn't do literary analysis i did a qualitative research friend <laughs> i married one who did it the I know. <laughs> i'm just i can so like i don't i don't know i don't want to speak for the national average but i've heard that after your master's degree in a phd program in the humanities, the average is about seven years. That jives with what I think is the average in, in the humanities, as I understood it at UW Madison, which is about eight. Mm. So, and but a there's lot of a master's year. Comes from that there. writing, like so. Not only do we have to come up with something original, but we also have to write the hell out of it. You know. Yes, yes, you do. Yes, um, you do. And so there's a lot of time in revision. So I did my PhD program in five years. Uh, two and a half years of coursework and two and a half years of dis writing or whatever. But I had started the project essentially my first semester. I didn't know it, but I ended up working with that data. So I think having been working with that data for so long, it made it a little easier. Mm-hmm. Um, my colleague finished in five years also, just FYI. So it's not like it's crazy. I mean, five years is about, I mean, that's a goal. Yeah. But, if you it when I was in grad school and the, the department was having some struggles because they committed to guaranteed funding for a certain number of years. Yes. And for international students, they had to make that number of years possible for them to actually get out in. Yes. And so they guaranteed five. Because oh. it's possible to get out in five. They guaranteed four mm-hmm. for everyone. Because technically it's possible, although you're not really ready. You can't really finish your dissertation and be on the job market and be ready to talk about yourself or your research in four years. No. I mean, that's my personal opinion. If there are any people in my program listening, whatever, just bite me. But I'm just <laughs> saying. But anyway, do you want to know how long my dissertation is? I'm going to guess 400 pages. Five. Five. There, I have, uh, there was, fun, fun story, there was in the collaboration that I worked with as an undergraduate, the, uh, in that collaboration, there was a thesis that one of the graduate students who had graduated when it was just sort of getting off the ground wrote that was 500 pages long, and everyone's all like, oh, my God. Yeah, no, I mean, it was overkill in a lot of ways. But I also, just to clarify, I had a really large appendix. <laughs> I did. A swollen appendix. Did you get that removed? No. no. My <laughs> appendices were large. Well, I did a... 
discourse study. And so I'd include the full transcripts. And mm-hmm. so I had lots of pages of transcript. But I would say that it was about 400 of actual text and about 100 pages of, pages of yeah. an appendix. And what is an, an average or acceptable uh, length for a dissertation is different in I, different fields? I don't know because I've, I have some people who have done a shorter one, like mm-hmm. 175. To, and then some people in the same program are told, no, you have to have at least 250. So I, it does depend, I think, even on the topic. Sure. You know, because sure. But they better be writing a tight 175, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I mean, it's unless you go to their dissertation defense or go look it up on ProQuest. Yeah. Fun fact for our listeners, there is no titles associated with associates, bachelors, or masters. So you cannot call yourself master of English? That is not Dang it. That is not a title associated with an actual <laughs> master's degree. <laughs> Although You I can just call cool. yourself the master. Yeah, yeah. You don't even need a degree for that. But also fun fact, so you get to wear a sweet hood at graduation mm-hmm. whenever you have a master's degree. Mm-hmm. And so like we get to wear sweet hoods um, when we do our stuff because we have that. So a master's hood and you get hooded at, did you get hooded at yeah, your, at your ceremony where someone like you have to kind of wait and they put it over your head and it kind of chokes you but it's fine yeah you're okay it's just velvet I'm <laughs> choking with velvet well you also have the button on your shirt I do have button they're shirts. made for men by the way so there's a little loop on them that I can loop on a button on my shirt so that when it hangs down in the back it pulls my shirt up and doesn't actually choke me as opposed to the ladies who often just get choked or yeah. safety pin it to the front of their blouse or dress. Or <laughs> their blouse? Is that what we're going with? Do people still say that? Yes. No. <laughs> shirt. But, we don't um, have to gender clothes, man. Fine. <laughs> but they are because my... Sh- anyway. 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 <laughs> if someone has a JD, a Juris Doctorate... I almost said Doctorate of Jurisdiction. That's totally wrong. <laughs> I'm tired. Okay. Juris... Doctorate. Okay. Their title's Esquire. Yes. Which I think is the most Wait, awesome thing. Is it Esquire for both men and women? Yeah, I know yeah. I know two JDs and they are Esquires. Yeah, so you get to put And they're your, both women. So if you see it on a business card. Yes. Yes. So Bill S. Preston Esquire. It's a, it's a real thing. It's a real well, well he was far too young to be an Esquire. <laughs> they don't even get that reference. They won't. Sorry listeners, you should go watch Bill and Ted's excellent adventure <laughs> adventure. Superb early Keanu Reeves. The yeah. best movie he's ever made, in my opinion. Well, he plays the same character every time, so it's fine. He, he just plays Ted. Yes. <laughs> Esquire. Built as Preston Esquire. Ted Theodore Logan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Be excellent to one another. And party on, dude. <laughs> party on, dude. <laughs> wow, I think we dated ourselves. Yes. P.S. Yes. We're, we're old. Pushing 40. <laughs> Anyway, Esquire. Esquire um, if they have a JD. Um, I want to know if we've talked about this before, but while a master's person doesn't have uh, a title, if they're teaching, you should probably call them professor. So I think we talked about this before. I think we did too. My title from my degree is doctor because I have a doctorate of philosophy. Yes. My job is professor. Yes. So if even if I decide that I'm going to go play the bongos in South America, it still would, be I would still be Dr. Highland. That's right. Because I would still, ha- I would still have the PhD. 
But you wouldn't be professor. I would not be unless professor. Unless you wanted to call yourself the professor as like a pseudonym. Yes, I've considered it sometimes, but <laughs> but yes, that would that's in other languages, in romance languages, often a oh professor God. or professore or pro- professoressa. Are you uh, talking about Italian because you're studying? Or French because I took some of that okay. when I was in Quebec. That identifies someone who is who teaches adults. Oh, so not necessarily not a job title, just anybody who does that. Yeah, I mean it's kind of a job title, but not a college professor necessarily. Like someone who's te- who teaches to adults is is a professor. But if you want to identify somebody who is has a PhD, some of that would be like. And I'm now thinking of when I was in graduate school, and the, the postdoc would walk by, and then the the maintenance guys who were in in the hallway would be like, "Doctore, professore," you know, they would, you know, "Professore, doctore." I think is actually the order they gave it in. So they give them both to oh. designate him as both a doctorate and as a professor. Professor, hmm. interesting. All right, so just to recap, because that's what I do: bachelor's degrees. Well, associates are typically two years. Bachelor's degrees on their own are typically four, although there's some national debate about that whole thing. We won't go there. Master's degrees are going to fluctuate depending on your field. Um, I think most degrees, at least in English and the humanities for master's, are between two and three mm. um, years. Mm. I somehow managed to get my master's in three semesters. Mm. Yeah, we also mm. had intercession classes, so I... So Mm. Anytime I could take a short-term class, and I took summer classes, two summers. Yeah, so you're probably going quite fast on that. Yeah, and I don't know why. And in some fields, the time is like a year or two years. Yeah, and it just depends. So, like, if you have someone who has a master's degree, they've been in school five, six, seven years total, right? Right. And then you're going to tack on for a PhD if they also have a master's five, six... Seven years. I mean, I I know people who have done degree. I mean, PhD level work and been out in two. And My I cousin-in-law. Hate, and I hate those people. So shout out to Norman Link, who is the most impressive man I've ever met in my life. Is he like super he, smart? He is super smart. Awesome. He was. He, he has a PhD. Was getting an MD and then got bored and and oh, dropped out of MD. He has like multiple levels of black belt, as does his wife. It's just some people are just overachievers. Just crazy, just crazy, awesome guy. Hand to God, he was cleaning between his toes one morning in the shower and had a revelation about his thesis project. Went in and talked to his advisor, and he was like, "Write it up, you're done." What? Okay, I've never had shower revelations of that. Like, I don't think I have either, but like that is just the kind of okay, life. Okay, so for that all of us lives. regular folks, <laughs> yes, it's probably five. We're looking at 10 plus years of education. Yes. A, a including PhD a, or your bachelor's, including your bachelor's, your PhD work. Yeah. You have been in school for 10 or more years. Yeah. Post secondary. Yeah, secondary is high school. Yeah. Primary just, is grade school. I'm just way. pulling that out because just, I just want to clarify because you're like, I've been in school my whole life. And I'm like, no, you haven't. I've been in school my whole <laughs> life. <laughs> Which was, I guess, self-imposed, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like we covered. I think it's good. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on. Degrees are complex. Well, and sort of. Well, and I. It sounds like that depending on the school or 
the field or whatever, there's just a lot of variation between all of those things. Right, and that is sort of part and parcel with the academy, which is how people who teach college describe themselves as being in the academy. The standards are kind of fluid and and a little nebulous across the entire Mm -hmm. academy. It's not mandated uh, governmentally Mm. at the college level. There's too many of them and and it would have to be a national thing, which we just don't do. And so it is really... Well, we're not even funded by anybody like at the national or federal level, so they can't tell us what to do. Right. For private colleges who are are like Harvard, certainly like Harvard and MIT, who are like, they don't need to ask money from anybody. Yeah. You know, then though there's nobody can control what they offer or what they don't, but the standards are developed by the community who teaches basically who is in that community what it what a PhD means is de- is developed and maintained by the standards that those people in that field and in that department recognize so it is sort of culturally produced so that brings up an interesting point that I don't want to belabor but so even though like there are like sort of this nebulous understanding of what like a bachelor's in biology is, that's going to look different depending on which school you go to. So if you have a very specific idea of what you want from a bachelor's degree, you need to look at a school that's going to give you that. And then don't like complain at me because the school doesn't give you that. (laughs) Or whatever. So I'm like, that's just not what we do here. You need to look at X, Y, or Z. So knowing sort of their approach to those things, so looking at the core requirements that all undergrads have to fulfill will kind of give you a snapshot Mm -hmm. of some of their values. But then also look at those particular degrees. What are their requirements? Where are they putting your required credits? Um, Are they asking you to study a foreign language? Why? You know, (laughs) like those kinds of things. And that becomes especially important in master's and doctorate. Programs. Graduate programs, yeah, um, that so, that is primarily what you're doing then, yeah. is you're going on the reputation of the, of the school. Yeah, you look, go look at the requirements, but even more so in terms of dissertations, you are working with an expert in the field. Often you are really saying, I really want to work with uh, Professor Denny yeah. because I've just read the work she does and it's fantastic. Oh my gosh, she's amazing! And that's why you apply to her institution. And whatever requirements for the PhD are, you're going to just deal with that because you want to work with right. Professor Denny and do the work that she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, just in terms of, like, well, what does this matter? That's why it matters. Um, I mean, if you're, like, if you're really not sure what kind of biology degree you want, then you might be fine no matter where you land because it doesn't matter. But if you know that you're headed in a particular track or you know you want a particular kind of master's, mm-hmm. look for a bachelor's program that offers you a similar track or whatever. I mean, if you want to do marine biology, you're probably on the coasts. Yeah, don't don't come to Missouri. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We don't have marine biology, but I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, it's, you, you probably be, want to be closer to the ocean. Yeah, it seems just, likely. You know, just I'm guessing. Yeah. And they, you know, they might have a marine biology track for that major. Okay, so anyway, I just that was my sort yeah. of last little piece about that. So, like, in terms of what does this matter? That's. That's why that matters. Yeah. Well, if you want to shoot me a uh, tweet, have a question, something you would like us to talk about, or feedback at all, you can reach me at Dr. Highland, D-O-C-T-O-R-H-Y-L-A-N-D. Or if you have something longer that you would like to 
describe or ask question about what we do or what we've been talking about, you can reach us through me uh, on email at peter.o.hyland, H-Y-L-A-N-D, at gmail.com. All right. Bye. See you next week.